preaching to the choir. Hey, top of the morning to you. My name is Michael. I'm your host. This is the FBTV podcast for Thursday, October 28th, 2021. Glad uh, you made it. You may be wondering where we've been. Well, take the last couple of weeks off. Let's just uh, leave it at that. Today's National Chocolate Day, Statue of Liberty Dedication Day, and obviously... If it's Statue of Liberty Dedication Day, that means the Statue of Liberty was dedicated on this day back in 1886. Still stands. Maybe not as proud as she used to. Now the statue's proud. The country has gone upside down, but (laughs) we'll talk about that in a minute. Hey, there's a bill introduced to exempt truckers from COVID-19 vaccine mandates. mandates. Matter of fact, it's not only for the uh, truckers. It's uh, for any, how did they, uh, essential worker, any essential worker. If you were, if you have a job and you were uh, considered essential back during the COVID days, then uh, a bill has been introduced to exempt you from having to get the uh, COVID-19. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee introduced the, uh, they, they came up with these strange names. Keeping our COVID-19 Heroes Employed Act. Okay, appreciate it. But uh, kind of a, well, it is what it is. Not real big on titles like that, you know. Anyway, it would exempt essential workers from vaccine mandates. What determines if you're an essential worker? Anyone uh, who government bodies deemed essential or was exempt from any restrictions during the response to the pandemic. Now, my wife, she works for a manufacturing facility, and they uh, were ter- they they were deemed essential, so therefore she would be exempt, I would imagine. Anyway, Blackburn was joined by uh, Senators Jim Inhofe of Oklahoma. Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, Bill Haggerty of Tennessee, Mike Braun of uh, Indiana, Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, Tuberville. Well, that's a name in sports we all recognize. Ron Johnson, Wisconsin. Uh, they were uh, all joining in to introduce this bill, so we'll keep an eye on that, see what happens. All right, fuel prices up. Why not? Shouldn't they? You know, we. it's been a couple of, couple of weeks. Since we did the last podcast. And just over the last couple of weeks, you know, we, we pull up the we pull up the uh show prep documents that we have from a couple of weeks ago and we go back and we edit them to make it current for uh, the current podcast. And just over the last couple of weeks, fuel prices have been just going up stupidly. I mean, just ridiculous how high they've gone up. Anyway, this week, from last week, they're up 4.2 cents. Diesel's up to 3.71 a gallon. Gas up over 6 cents a gallon, up to 3.38 from last week. That's a trip. Somebody's got to do something. You know, back in 08, you know, they can say what they want to. But I noticed that, uh, and it could have just been all coincidence, which it probably was because I'm not a... uh, economist or anything like that. But I know when fuel prices got up there, that's when everything started going to uh, heck. That's when that uh, recession started. Big time. 
and they, they got to get a hold on this. This is this is just uh, nuts. You know, a few weeks ago, I told you I talked to somebody that had worked at a major oil company. They took early mandatory retirement, and uh, they were telling me inside the inner sanctum of the big oil company, you know, the main offices, they couldn't drill. The government had capped their domestic drilling, so they were having to buy oil from OPEC. So thank you, Washington. You're really taking care of us. Anyway, have to keep an eye on that, too. Now we got an impossible question. See if I can remember to give you the answer today before we end. 40% of pet owners believe this about their dogs. What is it? 40% of pet owners believe this about their dogs. What is it? Hopefully I'll remember to uh, tell you the answer before we get done today. Well, spot rates. So let's look at the spot rates for a moment. Spot rates from last week, fans up 1.2%, flatbed down 5%, or 0.5%, I should say, reefer down, or up rather, 0.5%. They, they've, they've changed it on me on my sheet here. Instead of saying down or up, it's got the plus or minus sign, and I'm just got to get used to it. Anyway, spot rates from last month. Okay, now here they left it the same. Anyway, van rates, they're up $0.04 cents from last month, up to $2.86. Uh, that's average per mile. Flatbeds holding steady at $3.07. Uh, reefer up $0.04 cents to $3.27. So now you're up to, uh, up to date on all this stuff, on the criticals. You got questions, comments, you want to leave a message, you can do that. You can email me direct, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Go to our website, freightbrokertv.com. We got contact forms there as well. like to hear from you. Matter of fact, if you are uh, listening to this podcast, we definitely appreciate the follow. And, uh, you know, thumbs up. You know, five stars. That helps other people find the podcast. We've been doing this for over a year, and, uh, you know, we're not Joe Rogan or anything. I mean, we're way far from that, <clears throat> but we keep building, and that's important. A lot of people looking to uh, find something they can do from home, a job that gets them from having to go into an office, and a lot of people are looking at transportation, specifically freight brokering. Now, for those of you who don't know, my name, well, I'm Mike, and I'm the lead consultant at Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A. Find Taltoa website at T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. We are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We uh, specialize in training and consulting freight brokers. Now, if you have been thinking about becoming a broker, getting into the industry, either as a broker or broker agent, Check out our website. A lot of information. Matter of fact, you can call me at Tautoa. That number is 479-668-0838. I highly recommend looking over our website before you call. So that way you can have your questions. You know, a general question, what is a freight broker? Well, I'll refer you back to the website. <laughs> but uh, that brings up the topic. We're, we're going to be talking about freight broker agent pay. That's going to be the topic for today. What can you expect to make as a freight broker agent? A few things to talk about before we get into that, though. And the biggie, the big one, 
is, well, knew it was going to happen. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. I'm talking about California, the port, all that malarkey going on out there. Trying to get them to go 24-7. We got to do something to, you know, get this moving. Well, the people that are in control out there need to do stuff to keep it from being bogged down because it seems that there are a lot of intentional things that is causing this backup at the port out there in California. The port problem isn't for lack of truckers. This is according to a port driver. Now, we came across this story uh, from CDL Live. You'll find them on the internet. Pretty good website. We get you know quite a bit of stuff from there. They're, they're one of our go-tos for you know finding things that we're going to talk about on this podcast. And this one, it just uh, kind of uh, backs up everything I've been thinking for the last few weeks, months, whatever, since this started out there. You know, they started yelling, hey, you know, Christmas not going to happen this year because what you want is on a cargo ship out in the Pacific there waiting to get into the uh, harbor. <laughs> Balarkey. My daddy used to have a gas station <clears throat> back in the day, and his gas station was located in a pretty ritzy part of town. And a lot of people came into the uh, gas station that were uh, the movers and the shakers in the community that were in the oil business. And every one of them said it wasn't that we had an oil shortage. It was that they couldn't get the ships that were in the Gulf unloaded. They weren't letting them come in. Therefore, it created a shortage. And it sounds like this is what's happening out there in California. As the administration works to alleviate congestion at ports on the West Coast to make calls of a trucker shortage, one driver spoken out saying it's not us. It's not the truckers. Now let's talk about the trucker shortage. And we're going to talk about Gerardo Rivera for a moment. He needs to figure out what a trucking company is, what a trucking company does, what a truck driver does. before he starts spouting off about how the law should be changed for trucking. He's on Fox News, obviously. And occasionally, I, I don't watch Fox News per se, uh, because I don't have it. But, uh, and in all fairness, I don't watch CNN either. But on YouTube, you know, Fox News has their, you know, they put videos up every day about, you know, from segments of their shows and yesterday i was watching and and well if, if this happened a week or two ago as well Geraldo's on this kick to uh let 18 year olds drive trucks and i think i've talked about this previously but he, he doesn't know what he's talking about he really doesn't have a clue yeah it would ease one problem but you're going to create a thousand more this is my opinion and everybody's got one Here's, here's the deal. You know, a lot of people will say, and, and I can't say Gerardo has used this as to back up his reasoning. But if he has, he's wrong. Uh, what I'm getting at is, hey, we, we, we let 18-year-olds go to the military. We let them put their lives on the line for our freedom. Yes, we do. But they are highly trained. 
They go through basic training. They go, they go through a lot of training. By the time they get face-to-face -face with the enemy, they know if they don't follow orders, somebody will die, them or the person next to them. I mean, it's, 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 it's there. Truck driver, 80,000 pounds going down the road, 18-year-old, just out of high school. Just can't get my head wrapped around that. I would hope that they would be mature enough. But an 18-year-old in the military holding a gun facing the enemy, and an 18-year-old behind the wheel of a truck, two different people, totally. This is why 18-year-olds behind the wheel kind of worries me. I hope, I, you know, honestly, I hope I'm, I would be wrong about that. But uh, Gerardo needs to shut up. <laughs> I think people have said that before. I was telling my wife, you know, ever since he opened up that vault back in the uh, 70s or 80s to find nothing in Al Capone's secret hideaway, his opinions don't mean a lot anymore, do they? And he just gets getting wilder and wilder and wilder. I get what he's talking about. Yeah, you know, it is. But the problem is that the shortage, driver shortage, has always been there. So why is it getting so, so much press, so much talked about in the media, so much talked about in Washington, so much talked about everywhere? Yeah, if you want, if you want my opinion, and again, probably means about as much as Rondo. The autonomous truck makers, they want that. They want it. They want everybody to believe there's a truck shortage. Why? So they keep getting money, 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 money. So people will keep giving them money. The government will subsidize. I, I don't know if they're subsidizing anything, but I'm sure they're getting grants somehow to continue the research. I think the last uh, podcast talked about it as well. There was a local story, TV station, talking about autonomous trucks. And they say, come on. It's, it's, all, uh, it's all a uh, publicity campaign. You know, they start yelling driver shortage loud enough, long enough, people are going to start believing it. Once they start believing it, well, we need to do something. Once there's a shortage on the shelves, you can't buy what you want anymore because there's just not enough trucks to get it to you. We need autonomous trucks. See where this is going? Do, do you see what I'm talking about? we got to wake up, folks. I mean, this this is getting out of hand. But anyway, let's get back to the problem out there in California. The driver has spoken up. He says, it's not drivers. Uh, Carlos Ramirez, trucking veteran of 25 years, uh, recently spoke with Yahoo to give his own perspective on the poor situation in a nutshell. He's saying it's not the truck drivers. Ramirez says the, uh, that most drivers are willing to work right now and snared shipments are not for lack of drivers waiting to pick up a load. In fact, Ramirez says that he hasn't seen anything change since Biden directed the ports to move to 24-7 operations. That was a week ago. He says there's a lot of us that are willing to work. I don't know anybody that is working 24-7. If there was work, we'd be working 24-7. Adding that blaming a driver shortage for a current backup is the biggest excuse ever and just not true. 
In fact, Ramirez says that he's actually getting fewer loads from the port and therefore making less money. How can this be? According to him, drivers are waiting more than three hours to get inside of the port to pick up a container, sometimes even longer. It's been the worst month I ever had. There's no work, yet there are ships in the harbor that can't get to port to get unloaded. There's, they're not releasing anything from the port. That's what pays my bills. He wants to work. He's got bills to pay. Ramirez says that drivers are at the mercy of the longshoremen who offload the cargo containers. And at least one longshoreman who identified himself only as Alfred agrees that more blame should be put on the longshoremen than the drivers. Alfred says that the Pacific Maritime Association, the PMA, is cutting the work. They're the ones who are not training skilled positions. He says that means crane operators, top handle drivers, trans drivers, they're, they're the ones who are keeping the ships out there at sea anchored. Alfred says we have the manpower there. They just keep cutting the work. An even bigger, more obvious issue creating the poor congestion is simply a matter of space because of the labored bottleneck. Not enough cargo is being hauled away. So there is no room to offload the cargo from the ships. Mix in the fact that these containers are not interchangeable and need to be returned to specific locations, and the issue of storage space for containers gets really, really bad. There are truck drivers that come in and are waiting for a chassis, and the company does not allow us to give it to them. They don't allow, the company does not allow chassis to be given to the drivers. They're holding them back. Hey, you're starting to see where this is going. If we don't have the space and we need to get some of the cargo out, why are we holding chassis? Eh. Not giving them the drivers so they can pick up the load to make uh, more space for us, he added. The drivers are there literally for hours and hours, and sometimes they don't even pick up a load. They just get tired of waiting. In response to the storage issue, the city of Long Beach recently announced that they will relax the current container stacking rules, limiting stacks to only two containers for at least 90 days. Now, as many as four containers with an allowance for stacks of five, if approved, can be stacked at a time in hopes that this will alleviate some of the shortage or storage woes plaguing the uh, ports and trucking yards in the area. It's getting bad, Ramirez said. I hope somebody... It's keeping an eye on what's going on. Do something about it because everybody's struggling right now. You can read this story on CDL Live. And I figured something like this was going to come out. Just didn't know when. It was uh, on Yahoo News. CDL Live picked it up. Wrote their story. And now you're hearing it here. Something's... It's not, it's not something. We all know what's going on. I mean, we're not. we're not... We're not, we're not idiots like the government might think we are. Anyway, <clears throat> something's, something's got to be done. Don't know what it is, but something's got to be done. You want a truck shortage? You, you want to see what a driver, a truck shortage, really, a driver shortage looks like? Keep doing what you're doing. 
you know, mandates. Keep, keep coming up with laws like the ELD you did a few years ago. Keep letting people come up with laws for the trucking industry this, that, that don't know how to start a truck. Wouldn't know how to back one up. Wouldn't know what a kingpin is, a fifth wheel. Get people in there that understands the industry. Not people that are... Honestly, you know, what it feels like is uh, a lot of these people are making the rules, decisions, be it in corporate positions or in high governmental positions, they're getting payoffs. Here, we want you to do this. We want you to slow this down. We don't want this to be delivered. We want this to happen. So they can force their narrative on the rest of the country. They can create a problem where one doesn't really resist, or exist, rather resist, exist. They can create a problem that doesn't exist. Then they can uh, influence the country to do what they want them to do. And in this case, I think a lot of it goes back to autonomous trucks. Autonomous trucks is just stupid. I mean, seriously. Would you want a truck going down the interstate, 80,000 pounds, you and your family in your car, and it passes you, or you pass it, and you look up and there's no driver? Why even bother? Because I see a lot of these autonomous trucks right now. That, yeah, they're going to have a, a, oh, what was the word that they used? Wasn't driver. Basically, some type of word that replaced the term driver for babysitter. I don't remember what the word was. It was, uh, but we'll hear it more and more. Okay, if you're going to have somebody in the truck like that anyway, why bother? And you know my thing with autonomous trucks, it goes back, and I've said this before. How much is an autonomous truck going to cost? I mean, you put all that technology in there. You know, trucks are going to last four, five, six, seven years. More repair issues because, man, we've all got computers. We all know that uh, when they get a buggy boo, man, it's a, it's a nightmare. You know, technology is great till it don't work. And in this case, if it don't work, people die. Yeah, how long is that going to last? I think we all know autonomous trucks is not going to really happen. Oh, it may happen around, you know, for yard dogs and stuff like that. Maybe. But on the open road, that's a reach. That's a stretch. Used Class 8 truck prices are breaking records. Now is not the time to be buying a used truck. Mentioned this before a couple of months ago. Uh, in a market growing even hotter in September, the average price, get this, you're not going to believe this. I, I about fell out of my chair. The average price for a used Class 8 and for a 3-year-old Class 8 has set records blowing past those set a month earlier. Average price for a for an 8-year-old heavy-duty used truck even took an unexpected and dramatic leap. This according to ACT Research. Average price, here we go, average price for a used Class 8, $66,258. Come on, don't spend that kind of money. <laughs> uh, compared with $42,069 a year, you know, 12 months ago. 12 months ago, you could have bought out, bought the same truck, same used Class 8 truck for $42,000. Today, over sixty-six. Twenty-four thousand dollars up. 
That, that's nuts. That's, that's an increase of over 57%. September's price uh, replaced the previous record of $63,079 set in August. All right, now the average price for a three-year-old Class 8, and this really boggled my mind, over $100,000. A three-year-old Class 8 big truck, $103,194. Passing the 100000 threshold for the second time in a row. A year ago, same truck, three-year-old Class 8, $70,000. 684. Previous record, August, $101,241. This is nuts. Nuts. Okay, let's move on to an older truck, 8-year-old truck, $32,400. You want an 8-year-old truck, $32,400. 63% higher compared with the uh, below... $20,000, $20,000, same truck, a year old truck a year ago. Crazy, man. Now get this. Sales were 22800 up from 20200 from a year earlier. So 2800 more trucks have been bought now than they were a year ago when they were a lot cheaper. People are paying the higher price. I'm guilty too. I bought a new pickup. Paid the high price, but this is this has got to stop. Uh, a lot of it is that there is a, a apparently a shortage, and every I'm so sick of hearing people say shortage. Aren't you? There's a shortage. Everything's a shortage. There's a shortage. Why is there a shortage? Well, we can't get it off the boat. Why is why can't you get it off the boat? Well, we can get it off the boat. We just can't get the drivers. There's everything's a shortage. And they're trying to blame it on trucking. And it's not trucking. And it's time we wake up and understand that. All right. We got time to do this? I think so. Anyway, now is not the time to buy a used truck. You know, the thing is, people are buying these used trucks. And it may be two or three years, but uh, but I'm thinking probably a year. Things are going to start kind of turning around. One one or two things that happen. Things are going to get better or things are going to get real bad, you know. And if you're like me, you're sitting there, well, well, let's not go there. I was going to say Murphy's Law, (laughs) you know. But uh, it's either going to get better or it's going to get real bad. And I think we got to wait a year. But, you know, if we look at what has happened in less than 12 months that this administration has been in place, well, I hate to think what happens in the next 14. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm not Democrat, not Republican. I'm for what's right. And this ain't right. AT, uh, ATRI, the American Transportation Research Institute, released their annual ranking of the top areas of concerns for the trucking industry. Top 10 concerns for truck drivers. Top 10 concerns for motor carriers and top 10 concerns for trucking industry overall. Well, let's start out with the overall. These are the top 10 concerns as reported by the American Transportation Research Institute. 
At number 10 for trucking overall, shortage of diesel techs. Number 9, insurance cost and availability. And I think that has to do more with uh, that bill they're trying to pass to increase the auto liability mandatory requirement up to, what, $2 million? <laughs> Give me a break. Number 8, infrastructure funding. And I don't think that really means the trillions of dollars they want. I think this is something else. It's not necessarily getting that passed. It's about fixing stuff that has been ignored for a long, long time. Another, uh, number seven uh, concerns of the top ten concerns for the trucking industry overall. Detention time, number six, CSA. Number five, truck parking. Number four, lawsuit abuse reform. And this goes back to that same bill trying to increase the uh, uh, auto liability for a trucking company. Uh, if you do go back and do the research, who originally started that bill? Well, the person who started, I don't, I don't remember their name, but they have a law firm. Their family does that. That uh, specializes in suing trucking companies. Go figure. Uh, top ten concerns for the trucking industry overall: uh, driver compensation. Number two, driver retention, and at number one, driver shortage. Here's that term again. Okay, top 10 concerns for motor carriers. That was industry overall. This is motor carriers. Now, I assume what they're doing for the overall is averaging out the drivers and the carriers to come up with that overall. But anyway, uh, top 10 concerns for motor carriers for 2021 or in 2021. Number 10, detention delay at customer facilities. And number nine, driver distraction. Hmm. Number eight, transportation infrastructure, congestion, funding. Number seven, diesel tech shortage. Number six, insurance cost and availability. Number five, driver compensation. Number four, CSA. Number three, lawsuit abuse reform. Number two, driver retention. Number one, driver shortage. So if you see a lot of those in that list are also in the list for trucking industry overall. So it looks like they uh, really went to work combining these two putting more weight into the motor carrier side of it than the, maybe the drivers. Let's see. Okay, top 10 concerns for drivers in 2021. And, I yeah, we're going to see a whole lot different things going on here. Number 10, the CSA. <clears throat> now, to be honest with you, I don't know why the CSA would be important to a driver unless the driver is obviously an owner-operator. But if he is an owner-operator that's working under his own his or her own authority, uh, they sh that should be counted as a motor carrier because that's what they are. Anyway, CSA. Uh, it makes no sense to me why the CSA would be a top 10 concern for a driver. Number nine, speed limiters. I get that. That was a concern when I was driving. Number eight, transportation infrastructure congestion funding. I get that too, you know, from a driver's standpoint. Uh, when I started driving, Back in uh, early 90s, first first truck I drove or, you know, I was placed in that I took, a spring ride freight liner cab over. Uh, <laughs> I'd hate to drive a, a spring ride freight liner cab over on the roads today. Even in my truck, a 2021 uh, Trail Boss. You get beat to death. Not not as bad as you would a 
uh, a, a Freightliner cab over spring ride, but it's not, you, you know the roads are bad. Number seven, driver distraction. ELD mandate. Number six, I get that totally ELD mandate. If you were a logbook driver, you know, you stop at every truck stop, yeah, you'd love the ELD mandate. If you're out there to make money, ELD mandate. Ain't up your creek. Not your cup of tea. Number five, hours of service rules. Okay. I think those two go hand in hand. You get rid of the ELD. Hours of service rules aren't that bad. You got the 34-hour restart. I've never had that. Driver training standards. Fuel prices. Yeah, fuel prices. Again, okay. Some of these, I think, I think owner-operators that are operating under their own authority. Well, owner-operator as a driver. Okay, that, that I can, I can accept that. Detention delay at customer customers' facilities. Yep, absolutely. I I get that too. Driver compensation and truck parking. These two issues tied for the top slot under the uh, top ten concerns for truck drivers. So you agree, disagree, doesn't really matter. Just something somebody's blowing smoke up about more. More money spent on unnecessary research that people should know just from having common sense. Oh, there's a lack of that anymore, aren't there? All right. Uh, before I go any further, today's impossible question. 40% of pet owners believe this about their dogs. Know what it is? <laughs> it's Halloween, folks. They believe that their dogs can see ghosts probably no not probably that their dogs can see ghosts but probably 40% of pet owners believe that their dogs can see ghosts that's 4 out of 10 pet owners that means that probably 4 people you know 4 out of the 10 people you know that own pets really believe their dogs can see ghosts. Anyway. All right. Birthdays today. You having a birthday today? Happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. I mean, there's a list of them today. Uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. 1793. Uh, Eli Remington was born. Remington Rifles. And then, uh, what, 15 years later, in 1808, Horace Smith, yes, Smith and Wesson Revolvers was born. Pretty well, two uh, gunmakers born on the same day. Charlie Daniels, born on this day back in 1936. We lost him uh, a year ago. Dennis Franz, Die Hard 2, NYPD Blue, Andy Sipowicz, having a birthday today. Annie Potts, designing women, always liked her. Yeah, I had a crush on her when she was on Designing Women. Who didn't? Bill Gates. We all know who he is. He's uh, 66 today. Lauren Holly, NCIS, Picket Fences. Having a birthday today. Julia Roberts. Born on this date back in 67. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> like him. Think he's strange as all get out. Don't like him. He was the Joker. Did that bit on David Letterman. Came on there. Just flaking out. Came out a while later saying that it was all a put on. Don't know. 
but he was just too good in Joker. I couldn't watch though. Maybe I didn't care for him. That's not saying it wasn't good. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, this date in history back in 1636. What was that? 400 and something years ago. No, is that right? Let's see. 2021. 385 years ago. Harvard. Harvard University was founded. Eli Whitney in 1793. He applied for the uh, patent of a cotton gin. Already talked about this. 1886. Statue of Liberty. Dedicated in New York by President Cleveland. 1904, St. Louis police tried new investigation method. This method is called fingerprints. 1962, Cuban Missile Crisis apparently came to an end. Nikita Khrushchev informs the U.S. he has ordered the dismantling of Cuban missiles. And in 1980, will this record ever be broke? The Guinness record for peeling onions is set at 50 pounds in five minutes. I'm trying to wonder how many fingers that guy had left <laughs> after five minutes. All right, things you might want to know. Anything in here worthwhile? City of Reno, Nevada. <laughs> made it illegal to own a whip without a permit. That's weird. Okay, we need to pass a law. Too many people around this town have whips. We can make money off people having a whip. They gotta get a permit. Now get this one. This is wild. Cigarette sales have gone up for the first time in 20 years. Why do you think that is? Cigarette sales has officially gone up for the first time in 20 years. A new study shows, too, that the need for a liver transplant has skyrocketed due to heavy drinking during the pandemic. Thanks to You think the people that are buying the cigarettes are also drinking or vice versa? Financial incentives, public health messages, and other tactics to encourage people to get a COVID-19 vaccine just didn't work. <laughs> no, just didn't work. No noticeable impact among those who already were hesitant about getting the shot. Yeah. Anything else in here? Ah, here we go. Is somebody ever telling you, hey, you need to get more exercise? Well, the average person walks the equivalent of five times around the world in their lifetime. And you got to feel for this guy. We all know the name Vincent Van Gogh. Talk about a starving artist. You wouldn't think so. You know, his paintings sell for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. I'm not an arc, art, arc, art critic or connoisseur of any kind like that. So you would think that Vincent led a pretty good life because his paintings are selling for so much now that he's not around. Well, Vincent only sold one painting in his lifetime. Only one. And last but not least in the Did You Know department, 35% of people would forego a pay raise in exchange for their boss getting fired. That kind of tells you something, don't it? <laughs> okay. All right, I think we've done enough bad damage. Uh, we'll be back next week. Our uh, hi two-week hiatus, it was what it was. We're back now. Don't forget, if you got a question, comment, anything you want to talk about, feel free to 
Email me. You can do that at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. If you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, check us out at taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. Be happy to talk to you, help you out. We've got a lot of videos and things like that. Looking for more information, freightbrokertv.com. That is where we have all kinds of information about becoming a broker that you might want to check out. Anyway, it's Thursday going into the weekend here in Arkansas. It's going to be wet today. Temperatures have cooled off quite a bit. But it looks like rain all day today, and uh, we're going to be up in, no, we're only going to be in the 50s today. Yeah, the 90s and the 80s and the 70s, short-lived. Well, the 90s weren't. They lasted for a long time. But the nice weather, comfortable weather, 70s and 80s, it's over. You know, that's winter knocking. Won't be long now. Two, 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 only two seasons in trucking, construction and winter. We are getting ready to leave construction and get into the winter season so all right go have a good weekend thursday go have a good weekend we'll talk to you next week have a good thursday and all that fun stuff unless of course you've made other plans be safe out there